0: Everyone, Allen here with the Christian Channel. I am so excited to be joined today with director Matthew Brown and actor Matthew Good about their new film Freud's Last Session, which I, of course, spoiler alert, loved. Guys, gentlemen, congratulations on an excellent film.
1: Thank, Thank you so much. So
0: much. Uh, okay.
1: good to be here. Thank you.
0: I did a little bit of background research. I wanted to be prepared, obviously. And I saw that this was originally a book and then a play. And now you, Matthew Brown, have turned it into a film. Is that correct?
1: Uh, you got it. Exactly. Yes. Okay.
0: What inspired you to turn this into a film? And I'm so glad you did. Um, well, it was presented to me
1: by a producer. And um, and I was considering it. And I wasn't quite sure. It was, it was a pretty early draft of the script. And it read more like the play at the time. Um, and I was a little hesitant. But um, I think it was the book the book was called a question of God. And um, I think that's really like that line right there. It's that that's it for me. It was, it, it got those, those bigger themes of this. Um, they really drew me in and it made me just curious to, to the debate and to, and then once you get into it, you start to learn about these two men and their very, very unique human experiences <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> so it was, um, and that me in even further because the you know there's the two sides of it. You've got the the philosophical debate that's going on that none of us really we we all would like to know, but we don't quite know because we're alive. <laughs> um and then you then you have the human um sort of therapy sessions for lack of a better word. And and they they also started to draw me in more and more as I, I realized what they were both contending with. Um, yeah. So
0: yeah, and maybe this is silly of me, but one of the first things I did once I got sucked into the movie was I Googled, is this a true story?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. It's hard to believe. I mean, I was like, you got to be kidding me. These guys both need, you know, they deserve to have some therapy, you know? <laughs> <So>. Yeah,
0: totally. <laughs> uh, so you adapted the script, right, to make it into a film because the writing was phenomenal.
1: Oh, thank you. Well, it's really you know Mark Saint Germain, um, was the other. He he was the yeah. original writer. He wrote the play, which was uh-huh. I you know based so much on the book, which was, which was really a lecture series, uh, that went on for about thirty years. Um, really interesting. I wish I could have taken part in that. But um, yeah, I I helped I helped on the screenplay as well. That's
0: so. Wonderful. And then yeah. were the um reverie sequences uh were those Original to this, the play, or were those your invention? Because that was probably one of my favorite parts of the film were the moments that we go into dream sequences or memories.
1: Thank you. No, that was that was that was more, um, the result of this, the, uh, me and uh, Mark, but me and um, I, I just felt like I didn't want to tell a story of just two men in the room, and I, I felt it, it needed to, we needed to understand who these people were, and the only way to do that is to really show them at some critical junctures and it makes it far more cinematic, I think, so.
0: Totally agree, and it, you seem like a very humble person. You're like, it, it, it was me. <laughs> it was me, your favorite part of the movie was me. <laughs> uh, you're very humble about it, but it really added so much dimension, so incredible job.
1: Thank you very much. Um, And Matthew
0: Good, I am of course familiar with you from one of my favorite rom-coms of all time, Leap Year. (laughs) Uh, Huge fan, my friends and I all watched it together last year. It was really exciting to see you in this role because it's so different. And you brought this incredible self-possession and stature to the role that really gave an aura of, I immediately was like, oh, am I watching a BBC classic? Like, it's just incredible and a great script and a great filmmaker will take you so far. And then the next half of it really is going to be the way that yourself and Anthony Hopkins fill these great shoes. So incredible job. How do you fill the shoes of C.S. Lewis on screen?
2: Well, I mean, that's very kind of you. Um, I mean, the elephant in the room is the fact that those shoes have already been filled by by my co-star in this because Anthony, <laughs> Anthony already, did that in Shadowlands, which was still is one of my favorite performances. And it tends to be that Anthony's performances are always going to then they're, they're never going to outdate. That's for sure. So. But yeah, I mean, I mean, was obviously, New Lewis as a, as a child and I loved his work. I mean, I, I, I reread Chronicles of Narnia several times. I, I just loved it. Um, and, you know, you just do your research, huge amounts of research. And then, I mean, there was a a few conflicting stories about him, but I mean, effectively, the stuff that he wrote in "Surprised by Joy" was the stuff that I I sort of buried down on a little bit because it's his own words of his childhood, and you know, it was just one like really really useful. And but then after we've done the research, you've got to throw it out the window, and then you've got to you've got to get in the room and duke it out um, and well verbally with um, with Tony and what he brought with Freud, and and it was just a joy. It was one of the so have him for th- I mean, we, we knocked out half the film in three weeks. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was it was intense, <laughs> it was quite intense.
0: Yeah. I uh, you know, that's great. That segues into my next question perfectly. Yeah. Gentlemen, if you don't mind me asking, how was it for you spiritually to be filming this? conflicting conversation, like I have to imagine, just as it poses these questions to the viewer, it has to be posing huge questions to you as individuals as you go through this intense process, right? Yeah, that's, that's very much. So. So.
1: Yeah, I'm probably more for you, Matthew, I guess, embodying the Lewis in the midst of all this. I mean, you're, I don't know, I, I'm so trying well, to, to, make... to play an
2: atheist that and, uh, and a and a full blown Christian uh, in the same thing is quite, is quite, is quite a trip um and some of it actually some of it some of it didn't make it into the movie there is stuff that we we couldn't it it would have been too long and and perhaps some of the the bits where he where he is sort of i don't know spiritually in well you actually see a moment where that didn't quite make it anyway but personally i'm always i think like anyone it's like there's no one's ever proved that it's i mean jesus did exist you know that's the point i mean Sophie, i mean that's what C.S. lewis was saying he's like his trilemma was if you read read it and you do your research it you there's only three things it can be one is that he was mad one is that he was bad or one is that he was god the son of god and it's very difficult when you look at that kind of thing when you go was he, well was he is, is he was was he deceitful was he trying to get money out of people no uh was he was he mad like he's he's like well he seemed pretty reasonable and actually what he's sort of spouting is or spewing is things that should make humanity better and while well, that really really leaves us for one option and that's that he's the son of god so <clears throat> yeah i still don't know where i stand on it all but i have, but i think every day i see things in the world where i go that god that's miraculous that that happens like wow oftentimes yeah. it's something that's tragic and you think how can that be allowed to happen so i i, I it's a quandary and, um, well, the greatest answer of all the, you know, question of all time.
1: It, it It's omnipresent, you know, when you're working on something. Ironic. Very,
2: yeah.
1: yeah. You you can't not think of. I mean, you know, when we're shooting it, I wasn't thinking about it because I was just like, please, Lord, let's, well, see there, I was thinking about it, but begging him to help me get through the day, <laughs> get on time. <laughs> but, you know, in, in that that's why i wanted to make it was because it's so interesting to to actually have discussion about and it was fun i i mentioned it before but it's just that um when my i talked to my um my wife's brother who's a pastor and i showed him the film and i was quite nervous to show it to him um he saw an early cut of it and he we talked he loved it and he was like it's so great because it makes you you know, you think about questioning your faith, and that's what this Lewis is going through here, and that's like so important to him, you know. And it, I think these things, these questions—whether you believe or don't believe or whatever—just to be able to talk about them and think about them is so important. Um, and we yeah. don't do that as a society enough because we're afraid to open up our mouths. What it feels like
2: so. And also, I mean, if two of the greatest minds of the 20th century can't figure it out, then, <laughs> then it's worth it's, it's worth pondering by us all.
0: I agree. I found this to be one of the best modern media depictions of Pascal's wager that I've seen in a while. So I was really impressed. Gentlemen, we're running out of time, but I do want to ask when can people see this film and how can they see this film? Um,
1: Well, we we opened December 22nd in New York and Los Angeles and then I guess it expands in January. And I think it's going to come hopefully to a theater near you Uh, actually for real. So
2: that's exciting.
0: That is really exciting. It has my full recommendation for Christian and non-Christian audiences alike. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate
2: hey, it. Thank you so much. And, and a Merry
0: Christmas. Oh Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye.